Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not recording. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Holy hell, ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound. It's episode 300. And 53 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker, and of course, I'm being joined by Big Underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. You brought some uh, key lime pie uh, bank skis. Yeah, I did. You know, I, I thought I'd take a break from the fruity Windex, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what's weird is I get anxiety every time I drink that now because I've always liked it, but now every time I see one, I'm like, Oh God, it's gonna taste bad. And it doesn't. I like the taste. Today's the day. Today's the day. I'm like that that damn Jeff Toon. He got me. He, I got got. But uh, key lime pike. Are you uh, got your tasting back yet? All the way, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, I'm still working on that. Yeah. You know what's really helped me out as far as like getting on the road to recovery, as far as my sense of smell and taste, is uh, 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 working working with the. uh, the Outsiders Beard Co. stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. Different yeah. scents, yeah. All those, like, hardcore essential oils and all that stuff. I mean, that really... Strong stuff. Stings the nostrils. <laughs> stings the nostrils. Well, we got a little bit of wrestling talk today. We got some toy talk. We got a pretty fun WTF story I think everyone will enjoy. And uh, we don't have a huge show, so I thought we could dive back into a Tiger Electronics game today, Bane. Oh, hell yeah. We haven't done that in, like, geez, what, five, six weeks, probably? Yeah, and I've been I've been begging to play one of those games for I knew, so long. I knew that he had. Yeah. I knew that he had. My God, forget this Xbox One. Yeah. Get this, me a Tiger Electronic. I'm tired of this PHPW crap. <laughs> I want to play X-Men yeah. <laughs> on Tiger. Our guest this week is my dad, dude. Like this is oh, gonna be yeah. fun. Kind of an interesting uh, old Papa Breaker. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting to have my dad on because he was not—he's not really like like he actually does listen to our show sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then his phone got where he couldn't figure out how to work it, so he doesn't. Wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, okay. So it's just—it's one of those interesting things of uh, total different generation. I—I I could tell the whole time I told him we were going to record. I think he for some reason thought it was live. Oh. And I'm like, no, it's. Not, I mean, it just it's recorded. Like, if this sucks, we can we don't have to air it. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. Like then it's like his nerves kind of drop. Right. I was like, yeah. it's a process. Like you know, it takes yeah. a while. Now, when I go to upload this, 
Do I do I need to uh, keep keep kayfabe up and call him Papa Breaker? You can. I called him his real name. Did I figured. You? I figured that's fine. Okay. Yeah. So, I think that's cool. Um, but yeah, I, it's, he's got some interesting stories. You know, we, he's uh, spent pretty much his whole life involved in the world of martial arts. So I think everyone will get to enjoy kind of hearing how, how it kind of came up in that world. Yeah. A lot of comparisons to old Cobra Kai, which the, is fun. Uh, the the real badass of the family is on the show. Yeah, not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into our uh, our topics here, uh, Big Underscore Bane, how was your Halloween, man? Uh, it was boring as ass. Boring as ass. Yeah. I um, set up the house and didn't do a damn thing. I don't even think I watched a Halloween movie. Did you put a costume on? No. I was Michael Myers. You were? Yeah, I saw. What'd you think? Looked good. It, you, you know what's looked funny good. is... Uh, my nephew saw me like in the coveralls. Mm-hmm. Then I and then he saw me put the mask on. As soon as I did, he kind of took a step back. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't like know who Michael Myers is, but right knows that it's a scary looking it's dude. Creepy, yeah, definitely yeah. creepy. But um, I've actually wanted to do that for a couple of years now. But every time, I would always wait like to the last minute. So I'd go to like a Halloween store, like yeah. last year I did. Yep. So let's see a Michael Myers mask, but I needed real hair because I don't feel like it's the same with the, sure, yeah. the plastic hair. Yeah. They're wanting like 60, 70 bucks for those masks. Yeah. I'm like, hell no. Yeah, like Spirit of Halloween or whatever. Right. Yeah. And so I found one on eBay. It's like 35 bucks. I'm like, okay, that's doable. Yeah. Ordered that. And then like we had all these issues, like the dude shipped it, but he didn't send me a tracking number, Yep. which is not good. And then all of a sudden I look on there and it's like the item was like unlisted. I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of making me nervous. Yeah. But it did come, so all was well. But, yeah, niece and nephew had a good Halloween. Um, you know, it's kind of different, obviously. I, I, I still felt like, at least in Oklahoma, we still had, like, the same number of kids out and about. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, a, a crazy difference, I guess. But To be fair, Oklahoma has never really cared about COVID, though. No, they haven't. So... <laughs> I, I think the big thing. I think the big thing for most everybody is like we're not canceling Halloween, right? You know, so it is what it is. I, I stayed home, but it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily because of COVID. It was just like that. The the fun thing for me and me and Steph is you know getting to dress up and we would walk Marissa around. You know, she's thirteen now. She doesn't want to walk around. It ain't with us. cool with uh, mom and dad dressed like Jim and Pam, right? Well, right. Yeah. And Bob- so you've had some good costumes. I know you've done Jim and Pam and Bob's Burgers. Yeah, we did stuff. Bob's Burgers a few, few years ago. Uh, I was Batman. She was Batwoman. Um, Marissa was Batgirl, and or no, she was Robin, and um, uh, Cameron was was the Joker. Oh, nice. And so we were just like a family of Batman. You know, yeah, it, it I was, like it. It was really fun. But I mean, we've we've done some really fun stuff. But yeah, she was just. Wanted to go with her friends, and she was some anime character that I know nothing about. So, do you feel like like you're like, well, we're totally disconnected now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once, way. once she got into anime, and there's like some anime that I'm like, yeah, this, this is all right, but right. like, I just I can't get into it like she does, and it's just I don't know. My my nephew was Peter Pan, and that was his choice. He saw it at the Disney store, and I was just like, oh, okay. Nothing wrong with Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. I like the movie and stuff, but it's just like, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. I thought like you went with like Venom or something, you know? Like, right. I don't know. Like you, I expected him to be like a comic book character. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, it's like, let him do what he wants. And then my, my niece was a robot and my dad kind of, she didn't know what to be. And my dad said, he mentioned that and then kind of built this box. And, uh, you know, we put, we put a bunch of lights on it and stuff. And he put um, dryer lint like lining oh, for yeah. her arms, which I thought was was very <laughs> clever. 
And uh, she actually got a lot of compliments on it. So Nice. Yeah. So they had a good time. You know, I mean, Halloween's, like, to me, it's never been considered, like, a big-time holiday. But I always think it, it's a fun one. It's, it's, I think it's probably the big four, you know, maybe big five. But it's one, like, you still go to school, you still go to work. Yeah, it's not, it's not like an out-of-school holiday, but it's, yeah. you know, it's, I would say people are probably more excited about that than they are Thanksgiving. I think so, yeah. You know, I Thanksgiving's mean. Thanksgiving's more, to me, about the food. And it's getting more and more, it's like, oh, God, we have to go see all the family. Well, and I, that's what's so funny to me is, like, I feel like Thanksgiving is almost dreadful for the most part for people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there's some people that's like, oh, I can't wait for Thanksgiving to eat all that food and get to see so-and-so. But, like, I feel like Thanksgiving is more for the old people who yeah. who want to see the young kids and things like that. Well, it's like you have family members come to town and things yeah. like that. Um, yeah. It's funny, though, because, like, as you, as you get older, I think you start to realize, like, your friends, you take time to see. You really don't your family. It's like yeah. you're forced to go see your family. Yeah. And that's where it's like a weird thing, you know, because, you know, your family is your family. Your friends are your friends. You right. Know? You can't right. choose your family. Right. You can choose your friends. So. Absolutely. It's definitely an interesting thing there. But, yeah, man, uh, we got some fun stuff to dive into. So, whoa. Easy there. Good Lord. That one's for you, Jordan Zeilinger. <laughs> and Big Chuck. He yeah. was, I think he was a little, he was a little perturbed. About us like consistently talking trash about him last oh, week. Oh, you a little upset about that? You a little upset about that, Big Chuck? Hmm? Why don't you stick a bunch of glizzies in your mouth and shut up? What's uh, what, what are glizzies? Hot dogs, I think. Oh, are they? I think they're hot dogs. I think it's like the cool way to say hot dogs nowadays. Like mole. Yeah, okay. I think it's the cool way to say hot dogs. I could be wrong. It might just be a euphemism for a penis, but <laughs> I think it's hot dogs. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Jeff, with one F, do you know? Yeah. Jeff's probably texting you right now. Like, no, you're wrong. You're the hot dog expert. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I eat hot dogs under my bed, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's uh, let's dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here. Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Brinker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Let's talk about something fun, Big Underscore Bane. Uh, AEW has we got on Twitter and made a new Twitter account that next week will be an announcement for the AEW video game. Yes. So Kenny Omega is a big video gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Aubrey, Edwar- Aubrey Edwards, excuse me, the referee, she actually worked. For like in video game companies before oh, nice. being signed by AEW. So she's got a background there. You know, here's my thing. You think, oh, if Kenny Omega is hands-on, he'll make this great. Yeah. I thought that, but in like 2006, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles were very hands-on with a TNA Impact game yep. from Midway. Not good. Did you ever play that piece of crap? No, but I heard about it. I always wanted to play it because it looked incredible. It looked the, the some of the story mode was fun, mm-hmm. and because like, that was where they debuted like Suicide, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was he was like an in-game character, and then like they were going to bring him on the show, which I thought was a good idea, right? Um, but like the and like that an Ultimate X match, which was like, oh, that'll be fun. But yeah. like the whole the game was just, and it wasn't that it was bad; it just wasn't that great, right? You know, and uh, especially compared to the SmackDown games at the time, yeah. SmackDown versus Raw, what they were called. So it was like, yeah, it just wouldn't it didn't. It didn't work very well, but dude, I uh, personally hope AEW has a video game. Yeah, I would love for it to debut soon. I, I mean, I'm sure it'll be like a next year type of thing, but I think it'll be a couple years down the line. I really do. If they're making an announcement, though, I don't know. 
I wouldn't be I wouldn't be announcing something like for instance, I remember seeing when they were showing scans of the wrestlers for mm-hmm. action figures. And we all thought it was video games, right? Right. Well and they just they didn't make an announcement on action figures until it was ready and then bam, there was prototypes. Yeah. And now they're in, in stores, you know, or not in stores, but they should be. <laughs> but here's the here's the thing with video games. If they are ready to release or close to ready to release a video game, it's not finished and it's going to be garbage. Well, that that's just if it's under wraps. That's what I'm saying. Like if they're like, hey, it's going to come out next Christmas, that's doable, right? Maybe, but like they they legitimately would have had to have started on it the day they started the company. Yeah, because the company's only a little over a year old. Right. I mean. And that means that they would have had all the roster planned. And if that's the case, that means a lot of these big-name guys who just recently signed up are probably not going to be involved. Well, that's a very good point. And, I mean, it takes, like, it takes a few years to, to build a good game. Yeah. I mean, it's the reason why WWE can put flush one out every year is because they already have the game made. They just make a few adjustments and, like, they update it, basically. repaint people. I mean, yeah. that's, that's literally all they do. So, like, the the... With them completely starting from scratch, unless that's where Ukes went to, yeah, could be. I mean, it's it's going to be kind of hard, and that really legitimately could be the case. Is that maybe Ukes took the two K format and showed it to AEW with like AEW characters? That legit could be the case, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I I have a feeling if that's not the case, then either A it's going to be garbage, or B it's going to be. Um, it's going to be one of those things where, like, here's a game. We're not sure when it's going to be released. 2023. Right. It could be. I do know one thing I find very interesting is when TNA started in 2002, I don't think they had action figures to like, 05, mm-hmm. maybe even 06. AEW has been, like, quick. Very quick. Like it's, I think part of me thinks when they had everybody on board, because, I mean, we heard rumors, JR and Chris Jericho starting their own wrestling company with the guy from Florida, yeah, we I we talked about that on here, mm-hmm. and I kind of was like I don't know, but that's kind of what it was. Right, he just got the elite involved, which made it cool for everybody. Because if this was like you know, you know, instead of all elite wrestling, it was at Jr. and Jericho's wrestling. I don't think it would be a big deal. Yeah, getting those guys involved along with Jim Ross, along with Jericho, and then all the people that have come over since then. To me, kind of what makes it a big thing. Well, and there's also a built-in story with Cody. Yeah. I feel like him being the main, because I always feel like he's the guy. He's the face of AEW, you Sorry. know, business-wise and wrestling-wise. You know, I got a funny story about that. So, um, Jack Gamble, I was at his house this past weekend, mm-hmm. and he had the brand new WWE Encyclopedia. I don't know if you've ever read those or not, or had any of them. I the last one I had was like when I was maybe ten. Like, it was old. Yeah, well, so... I don't even know if it was officially WWF. But. Well, this one is like... It has, basically has every on-screen character ever. Yeah. So, interestingly enough, they had Chris Benoit listed, which, I mean, you have to. Sure. They had a picture of him. That surprised me. That is weird. And, like, Jimmy Snook had, like, a full page. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I don't think WWE recognizes that thing about Snooka. I don't know. They pulled him off, like, the Hall of Fame page and stuff. I thought, they, I thought they brought him back. Did they not? I, they may have. I haven't looked in a while. Regardless of that, this is the point I was wanting to make. They showed Cody Rhodes on there. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Cody. Later became became Stardust, and um, you know, blah 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 blah. And eventually left the WWE. 
never to be seen again. That's what they said? Or I think it said in his alter ego, Cody Rhodes, never would to be seen again or something like that. <laughs> so I don't know if that was just like a little smart-ass jab to throw at them. Probably. But I was like, damn, that's pretty funny. You know, because yeah. he's not Cody Rhodes. He's Cody, the American Nightmare, right? right. He's Cody Rhodes, but we're not... Like, even I think on his entrance, it was like Cody with Brandy Rhodes. Right. You know, so... But like you said, it's that's the thing is AEW has so many like different built-in storylines throughout it. Well, you almost feel like Cody is like a legitimate sympathetic hero. Like, yeah. And, and I think that's why it's been so easy for him to be able to like they're able to book him to win so much and it's not a big deal because people want to see him win is the way I feel like because because of how he was treated in WWE and like the way they've treated him since then. I remember in WWE I felt like my my buddy Daniel Cross was going to hate this cuz he just can't stand Cody. He's like he's like he looks like the guy in high school that tries to act tough that's just not tough. He's the pretty boy in high school and like normally you should hate that guy. He told me a story yeah. when I was in Missouri about I guess they did a thing like Cody had to take 10 lashes from like MJF or something. I didn't see it. And this is before the pandemic, so I, I I feel like I remember that. And he said he's like selling like his killing him. It's like yeah. Guys do this all the time. Like yeah. Pull out the leather belt in the street fight. Come on. Like, yeah. At least make it like you're tough. Right. So that, that was, I thought, a very interesting point. But, yeah. Um, but I think Cody was the guy, when he first debuted, I was not a big fan. Mm hmm. In WWE? Yeah. Yeah. And then he got better. Mm -hmm. Team with Teddy. Yep. Did the legacy thing, went on his own. And I felt like once he ditched that goofy mask, like the, uh, the face mask cover that oh, he had. Yeah. He started like really showing. I was like, "This guy's good. Mm -hmm. like, he's really good." Mm -hmm. And uh, then I think Stardust he showed range, which was good. But I think he was so good at that they didn't want him to stop doing it, you right. know. And well, and it got to the point which I remember he talked about this after leaving. He said that like I was Stardust everywhere I went, and like even even Dustin would be like, "You're really dressing as Stardust to the radio show." And like they want me a Stardust, I'm going to be Stardust. Yeah, you know, it's like he's like, "I want to be Cody. I got some cool shit I want to do with Cody." Yeah, but I don't know. So, but he did. He did an amazing job with Stardust. I always thought because I, I heard they did not plan for that to go very long. Yeah, but it went a few years. Well, because even after he split with Goldust, he stayed Stardust and team with the Ascension. Mm -hmm. The whole like uh, Cosmic Wasteland or whatever it was, which is kind of crazy that the Ascension hasn't popped up in AEW. I'd like to see them over there. Fuck yeah! I mean, again, yeah, they have plenty of dudes, but it's cool to it's cool to see it, see new faces every now and then. Well, that, and I feel like they also need more tag teams. Like, yeah, for I sure. I mean, they only got about, I think, like three or four. Oh, they have a ton of tag teams. Oh, well, I guess, yeah. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, more popping in my head. But it's, like, they have, like, the best friends. They have, like, yeah. Jack Evans and Angelico. They've Which, got... I'm not fans of either of those teams. Right, and so that's the thing. But they have a lot of, like, Butcher and the Blade is another one. Yeah, they're good. FTR, Lucha Brothers. Mm -hmm. I mean, Paige and Omega were a team there for a little bit. Yeah, and they're split now. Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Um, Is one of them injured? Do you know? Santana and Ortiz? Yeah. I don't know. Because well, I I they were doing they're doing that whole thing with MJF right now. And I think it was Santana that he said like I actually don't know which one's which. Well, I don't either, but I think it was Santana. He said like me and Sammy Guevara will team up against you and uh, MJF and Wardlow next week. And so instead of like Santana and Ortiz, it was I think it was Santana and, and Sammy Guevara. Well, it could be just like a sprained ankle. It's like yeah. a precautionary thing. I don't know. I mean, Maybe. You never know on that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, kind of going back to our original point there with the AEW video game, I hope it's awesome. Yeah. I, I hope it does well. I hope it's on the Nintendo Switch so I can actually play it. Yep. And we shall see. We um, shall. 
NXT Halloween Havoc was this past Wednesday. Big underscore Bane, did you watch this? Yes. What'd you think? Loved it. So I didn't watch it all because I you, I don't know if I've told this story, but my network doesn't really work on my TV right now. Yeah, you got to get a new Roku. Man. I know. And I need, or I need to figure out if I can like mirror it from my phone or something. Well, dude, I I got I actually just went to Walmart uh, when my when my mom moved in with me the last week or the week before. Got her a new Roku, one of the thirty dollar ones, like mm-hmm. the Express or whatever. Those are pretty solid, man. Like they're really good Roku's, and it's pretty fast. It's a lot faster than what they used to be. Yeah, I, I was wanting to get a a better one. I just haven't yet, you mm-hmm. know. And because you know, I love you know this is a guilty pleasure of mine, and I've told you before. I like watching old pay per views sometimes. Sure. And and it sucks to try to watch it on your phone, you know. Mm-hmm. So having uh, having a new Roku would be nice. But anyway, I loved how Gargano stabbed the pumpkin. Yes, because we had actually talked about that. Like, how cool would that be if the fiend did that? Yeah, I was like, that is such a cool thing to do. And I'll be honest, though, I was only okay with it because it wasn't the original pumpkin. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, if it was the design of the old school, like I'd be like, no. But it was just some like random. They probably got it at a Halloween store. Pretty much, yeah. Like they they got like a little bit better than like what you buy at Walmart, right? But I was perfectly fine with it based yeah, on sure based on what it was. I was like to spin the wheel, make the deal. It was it was full on. Shotzi Blackheart was an amazing host. I thought. absolutely she did, she great. did so good at that, and so I because because of her being the host, I, I really hope they bring it back every year. I do too, and I and I love that Gargano did the uh, and Candace Story did like the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, like. Uh, because yeah. he's he's kind of done that with his gear before, mm-hmm. like where he'll do like okay, I'm gonna you know I do like the Mar- mostly does Marvel, but yeah. doing that I was like oh that's a cool idea, like a Halloween inspired thing, yeah. So perfect. I I personally don't want it to be a special, make it a pay per view style event. It needs to be the like their October show, like yeah. I don't necessarily need spin the wheel make the deal. I don't need Chamber of Horrors, but make it because even in the later years. I never thought Halloween Havoc was gimmicky in that regard. It was just you know. a pay-per-view. But I like Spin the Wheel Make the Deal, honestly. I mean, It's fun. It's fun. And I think... But I, I like the fact that the Halloween show is gimmicky because it, it creates this level of funness to the serious matches. And NXT has always been super serious, you know? And so this creates like a, a fun style for the, for the serious show. And, and I honestly think that this was probably a test run. I even saw them put up a poll. What other WCW pay per view should we bring back? Yeah, I mean, I think World War Three would be fun to see, but that's... WCW greed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, I always like the name Uncensored. I thought that was a cool name. I like Sold Out too. Sold Out was fun. I, yeah. I, I like Sold Out. I never was a huge Slamboree fan. I didn't like that name. No, I never goofy. really liked Slamboree. Uh, They've done Great American Bash before. I didn't like Hog Wild or Road Wild either. No, because uh, it was all Sturgis. Yeah. It was like, eh. um, I liked Fall Brawl War Games. Yeah. Obviously, I've done a shirt like that. And mm-hmm. Our new Turkey Takedown logo is obviously in that style. So yep. I do like that. But um, but yeah, NXT Halloween have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, let's take a break. Let's dive into a little bit of toy talk here, Big Underscore Bay. Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk. Well, Big Underscore Bane, we're diving in some toy talk this week. Uh, they have officially announced, well not officially, but it was leaked, the announcement of AEW Unrivaled Series 3. We already knew it would feature Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. Darby Allen, and Pac. We now know Riho will also be in the line. Okay. Which will be the, the second female figure, which is cool. kind of fun. And 
The Young Bucks. Finally, we get more Young Bucks figures. Which me, which okay. Here, here's the <laughs> thing. Here's the thing. The Young Bucks have a ton of gear, mm-hmm. and it's not really a shock to me that they're already back in because it's like honestly that Elvis gear that they had in Series One. I was never a huge fan of that. Right. Considering the crazy designs they had, that's pretty bland. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, we need we need more Young Buck gear, Young Bucks figures. So I didn't think it would be this soon. I guess. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's not the like. We, we knew it was eventually going to happen. It's just, why are we doing it here when you got guys like freaking Luchasaurus who, like, should absolutely have a freaking figure? And I'm sure there's a reason. Maybe it's spacing. I mean, a lot of people haven't found Series 1. So I get that it's like, well, you know, well, you know I don't know. It's, it is what it is. But, you know, and Cody showed back up with dark hair, then went back blonde. I think one thing. Is he back blonde again? Yeah. And I guess he tweeted, blondes have more fun or something. So I really think they should do a, a multiple head with him where he has one blonde head and one brown. If he keeps dyeing his hair, I mean, he's going to be bald by the time he's 50. <laughs> well, you say that, but his uh, his dad wasn't bald. That's true. I, I, guess, I mean, it is, I guess his hair color wasn't naturally platinum blonde. Right. I mean, <laughs> Big Papa Pump. Like, I mean, you know. Hogan. True. <laughs> like Hogan. I mean, he's got like the blonde hair, the blonde mustache, and the freaking, you know, jet black eyebrows. Yeah, but he's got a, he's got a hell of a cue ball up there. And, and sa- Yeah, and same with Flair. Yeah. His hair starting to kind of wither away, too. But yeah. that, that's going to happen anyway, I guess. Um, but anyway, so I think the uh, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen figures will be great. Mm-hmm. Pac will be good, but it's not going to look a lot different from WWE ones. No, because he hasn't really changed up his look at all. Right. Um of course, he hasn't had a figure in a couple of years, so that might that might be a thing. Riho's an interesting choice. I think that's a good choice. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised. Um, they they picked her over um, the big gal. I can't think of her name. Uh, like Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. I'm yeah. a little surprised they picked her over Nyla Rose, just because Nyla Rose to me is very much a uh, action figure type character. I, I'm wondering on that. That might be a tooling thing because she's not gonna. You can't reuse those parts really. Well, that's true. And maybe like an Awesome Kong. Because I Awesome Kong still hasn't had a figure, I don't think. And she definitely needs one. She yeah. never had a WWE one. I don't yeah. think she ever had a TNA one. And I don't think she's doing a ton with AEW, but she's been there. So That's a that's a good point. I'd like to see her get a figure. Um, there's a lot of them I'd like to see get a figure. But um, repaints are part of the wrestling figure game. I mean, look at WWE Elites. It's not always brand new guys every wave. No, and, and most of the time, I mean... We get an AJ Styles figure. We get a Seth Rollins. I Randy mean, Orton. But there'll be like one or two new guys mixed in. Right. But I think with Mattel, I, I give a little bit of a pass because how many waves of elites have we had? We're in the upper 70s now. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think 79 yeah. is on the pegs and like they're already geared up for 80 and 81. Yeah, so like we're in the 80s now as far as series go and that's like five or six figures per series. Not that that means that they've gone through everybody, right? But like they've gone through most of the most of the main people, and that's just in their regular elites. I mean, they have the Hall of Fame elites, they have the the specialty WrestleMania elites, and things like that. So I mean, right. they, they do a lot of figures. So with AEW only having this one line, it's it kind of is annoying to me that they're already going back to the Young Bucks. Yeah, I'm curious what people think about that. Like, I, it didn't really shock me. I really thought Series Three would feature like Cody. And then maybe one more new guy. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so you got five new figures. 
One repaint if you missed it. And Cody's got a lot of gear. And like I said, the idea with the extra head would be fun. Yep. Um, and then, you know, and so on and so forth. But, yeah, the Young Bucks. But, again, they have a lot of different gear. So, well, and but seri- so it seems like what they're doing with Series, like, with Series 1 and Series 2, they did, like, what was it, three singles guys and a tag team. Well, or was well, it two singles guys and a tag team? So it was, like, well, eight, Series 1 was Jericho, Cody, and Omega. Then the young the tag Bucks, team, and then Brandy. Brandy. So three singles guys, a tag team, and a female. Series two is a little bit different because you had MJF, Dustin, Moxley, mm-hmm. uh, the Lucha Brothers, and Hangman Page. Okay, so that would have four singles. Yeah, into okay, and that was like I thought a really good wave because almost every figure in that wave is really good. So, but even the Moxley, I'm like I don't really need that, but they did it very well, and it has the title. So, but they seem like they're doing. Three to four single stars, a tag team. So, like, clearly they have more tag teams than the Lucha Bros and Young Bucks. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Why are you guys... Where's the Jurassic Express? Where's Jurassic Express? Where the hell is SCU? The other team. Where's the the best friends that you mentioned earlier? I mean... There's a couple of guys I really want figures over, the Butcher and the Blade. Butcher and the Blade? I love their look, man. Right. Like, why the hell don't they have figures yet? Uh, I mean, even... I know, I know they're, they're, they're playing the the long game yeah but like i know the young bucks are over as hell i know that but are they over enough to like sell like two sets of figures when like you haven't even gone through the roster yet and and to play devil's advocate i know that they said a big issue back in the day like the he-man figures which were before our time mm-hmm. no one could find he-man and skeletor if you're a kid who do you want yeah, but I don't think kids are clamoring for the Young Bucks, man. They're clamoring for, like, Orange Cassidy and guys like that, you know? Yeah, and, and that, that's a good point. So, now, that's that's going to be interesting because the AEW figures I am not seeing anymore mm-hmm. at, on the shelves at all. No, yeah. When they hit Walmart, they stayed for a week or two, then they were gone. But that's also because they were Series 1. Right, right. I, I mean... That will die down, and I—I I don't. Not that I. Not that I think this is going to be a peg warmer by any stretch of the imagination, because it's going to be a lot of people who didn't get a chance to get Series One. That here's to, to kind of go the other side of that. I think they have so many crazy costumes. If they do one with crazy deco, I could see people be like, "Okay, I want those too, just because they look cool." Right. But again, I'm, I'm going back to that thing. It's like, so are we going to do like, like every third series? Have the same guys? Like, I mean, are we going to go through the Young Bucks every third series? Are we going to get Cody every third series? What do you think, uh, repaint-wise, for Series 4? What are you thinking? Dustin. Dustin? would In the blue would be yeah. good. Yeah. I um, think, I, I, I imagine. I, well, and they've already done two Kennys, because one of them comes with that big ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've now done two Young Bucks. I can see a black-haired Cody. They've technically done two Jerichos. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done three Jerichos. That's right. A little bit of the bubbly. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Dustin would be interesting. Hangman Page would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, another Moxley is possible. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, I, well, I will say this. I remember when uh, they made the Jack's Bone Crunching action figures. Series one came out, and then series two had three repaints: Brett, Sean, and Taker. Yeah. Series three also had Brett and Sean. And like the series one and series three, Sean were like the same figure. It's like, good lord, you know. And I, right. So I was like, he was like, give us new people, you well, know. And that's the thing, I'm totally fine with repaints. Like I have no issues with that because like guys like the Young Bucks, they are very flashy and they are do have a lot of different gear. But I think when it like overshadows a lot of the guys who haven't had a figure before, right? We've never had a Luchasaurus figure. We've never had a Jungle Boy figure. 
We've never had a best friends figure. We've never had an SCU figure that I know of. I mean, maybe there was figures of those guys back in the day in TNA, but uh, I, I think well, not Scorpio Sky. The other two had SCU figures, but FTC did make Trent and Chuck Taylor. Okay, but you know, okay. but not in this new style. I right. get what you're saying. Yeah. So like we, I would like to see those before we start getting repaints. I I, I was hoping. It would be like series five or six before we started getting repaints, or if it's like a special edition two pack or something. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, and, and maybe make those the chases, you know, like do sure. the repaints the chases or whatever you want to do. I think it's crazy that you guys are already taking like taking slots away and giving them back to the young bucks when other guys deserve a chance to have figures out there. Somebody I think who would ha- make a great figure is Sunny Kiss. Absolutely. Like I think I think that would make an amazing figure because it's such a different character. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe we'll get it in series twenty two after they're done repainting Cody and the Young Bucks three yep. times. Well again, I think that's their that's their He Man, that's their Skeletors. I, another example too though, the Ninja Turtles, man. I didn't want Donatello as the sheriff. I wanted regular Donatello. Well, exactly. But but also too, they never get they never did that. You know, like they never kept releasing those. They always did you know, the sheriff and things like that. Like right. this is the thing with these guys is like, you can say like, yo, I want this costume, but like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Cause it's still the young bucks. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so at least with Donatello, it's like, well, I don't want, I, I don't want a Western setting. Yeah. So like, I don't want the sheriff Donatello. Like, I don't want Raphael as a, Looking back on it, those are kind of fun. But at the time, I was like, I don't want Raphael as a, as a freaking astronaut. I, well, I don't want I don't want rapper Michelangelo. Yeah, but again, <laughs> that's kind of what you got because that's right. all they had. You know? Right. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's take a break. We got a WTF story we have got to dive into. Let's do it. Well, in my world, the world of ten thousand lakes here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I am the governor. I see a lot of things that make you say WTF. A lot of things that make you go off the grid. From alien invasions at Area 51 to all kind of conspiracy theories. I'm the governor. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. And these are things that make you say WTF. Back to you, Gino Monsoon. Easy, governor. Easy. <laughs> Stop yelling at us, pal. <laughs> well, so we, we've we kind of always made a... Um, a thought that we're not going to dive into politics or religion on this show. Yeah. And here's why. I feel like this is a break from real life. Yeah. It should be. It should be something you listen to while you're mowing, while you're having fun at the gym, whatever. But if you guys didn't vote for Kanye, get the F out of here. <laughs> well, anyway, it, it, today, as we record, this is actually election day. So when I when I voted, when I did my, my civic duty, um, I looked on the ballot and I saw a name that... You know, because obviously there's two main presidential candidates. Mm-hmm. Then there was there was like five total, and I was like, really? That's kind of weird, right? And uh, one of them was the name Brock Pierce, and I saw that and I was like, damn, that name sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've heard that. Was he in the Three Ninjas? Was, but maybe it's just a coincidence. Yeah, maybe it's another Brock Pierce, yeah. right? I do some googling. Well, I was I was incorrect about Three Ninjas, but I was correct in the fact that this is a child actor who is now running for president. And the movie he was most known for, The First Kid. Yes. With Sinbad, where he played the president's son. Yes. Um, he also, like more probably well-known, he was the young Gordon Bombay on the Mighty Ducks mm-hmm. in the flashback scenes. Apparently he left acting in around 17, so probably did a few more things and then was pretty well done. Um, I just find this so incredibly... 
hilarious that he ran and was on the ballots. Like, you could actually vote for this guy. Yeah. Just like Kanye. I kind of thought it was almost like a half a joke, but it's real. Yeah. He was there. And um, the guy who does our intro, if, if you know, you tell me earlier, the guy who does our intro to this segment actually endorsed him. The body. Yeah. The, the actual body. The, the gov. The gov. Um, and he's, a, he. I mean, I don't know. Like, I love Jesse Ventura. He's, he's to me, I, I enjoy him like I enjoy Jim Cornette. Right. I enjoy him telling stories. It's entertaining. But then he'll go way off, and I'm like, whoa. You yeah. Know? And same with Cornette. It's like, whoa, okay. You went right. a little too far there, pal. <laughs> but, like, I love Jim Cornette talking old school wrestling. I can listen to that all day long. Sure. He starts trashing new stuff, and it's like, dude, okay, yeah, you didn't like MJF and Chris Jericho singing. I can't imagine that you would. Right. I can't. I couldn't imagine you in a production meeting where that's pitched. Right. You know, like, I could, I could only see him just like, you're telling the damn business, you know, whatever. Right. But... You know, it's one of those things, um, very, very odd, right? That this kid who's now, you know, he's older than, than we are. He's like 38, 39. Mm-hmm. He's running for president. Apparently, he's actually made a lot of money doing some business investments. Okay. Uh, he, he has a stake in Bitcoin, which I don't know a lot about that, but I know it's it's a thing. So It's a thing. For a little while, people thought that was the new money, and then, of course, it wasn't. Obviously, yeah. But, but very interesting. I thought that was kind of a funny WTF story. So if you went out and voted and you saw that name, that's who that was. Yeah. And I just thought maybe once I found out, oh, that's who he was, the kid from the first kid. I thought maybe it was just a coincidence of the same name. Right. Because, you know, Brock Pierce is kind of a unique name, but it's not out of the ordinary. Well, it's a unique name. It's a unique combination of two common names, I think. Yeah. Because it's, I, I've never heard Brock Pierce together. But I mean, Pierce is a pretty common last name. Brock is honestly a pretty common first name. Too. Right, right. So, I just thought that was uh, pretty damn funny. Yeah, pretty funny indeed. Anyway, let's uh, let's take a break. Let's get my dad on the show, Scott Collins, and we will be back to close it up. Boom! It's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, and I'm being joined here in the studio uh, by my dad, Scott Collins. What's going on? Hey, not much. Just hanging out. First podcast, obviously. It most certainly is. <laughs> You're a little nervous to do this, huh? I, I uh, just a little bit. I wanted to have you on, you know, for a while now, because I think, you know, obviously, we've always had a close relationship, mm-hmm. and, we, you know, we got to do... Um, we still teach karate together, which I've talked about on here before. And you actually listened to the show a little bit more recently. Yeah, I have. I have. Um, so a lot of people may not know, you've been in martial arts basically your entire life. Since since I was 12. Right. I mean, you're 60 now. So, I mean, like... Yeah, just barely 60, but yes. <laughs> a low 60, yeah, right? A low 60, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you've been a fireman. You've done a lot of cool stuff. And I yeah. think, I think honestly, I've always, I've always thought this, a big reason why you always thought me pursuing pro wrestling was such a cool thing is because of the passion you had for martial arts. If you've got a passion, by all means, check it out. Because you right. don't know until you pursue it. Right. And you'll always wish you had. Right. Because, I mean, that's the... The regret's one of the worst things, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's no... The only guarantee is if you don't try. Right. You know, but but you just... It's worth giving it a shot. And I've actually said that exact quote on here when I was young, probably 17, 18... You know, I, I, it's not that I didn't want to pursue wrestling, but it's like a this is a life changing thing. It was a big step right. out of your comfort zone, and that's I was, I didn't want to, 
I wanted you to at least give it a try. Right. At least at least test the waters and see what you thought. So. And I remember that's one thing you said. You know, you may try it and nothing may come of this, but if you don't try, that's a guarantee. It's not going to happen. And you'll always, what if? Right. What if, you know? And, and you know, I can look back at, at my personal life. It's like, did I go as far as I wanted to in wrestling? No. But I toured Japan three times. That's I, incredible. I did have a couple of matches in WWE. I wrestled in NXT. I wrestled several names. You know, I, I got to rub elbows with guys like Harley Race, you oh, know? Yeah, yeah. And, and get to learn from Ricky Steamboat. So... I'm pretty lucky in that regard. And a lot of people didn't get the things that I got to do. Well, absolutely. I mean, you were there. Yeah. You know, you were at the show. And going to watch you wrestle in Missouri, I mean, Roddy Piper was there. Sure. Bret Hart was there. I mean, these people are legends, true legends. In absolutely. Sport, and they were there. You was hanging out with them. So I mean, uh, one show, you went and talked to Kevin Von Erich, and he put me over to you, you know? I went up to him, and he actually tried to avoid me at first. I guess he <laughs> thought I was a crazy fan. but And he goes... Oh, I said, I'm just, I just want to say thanks. You know, it was your camp, the week-long camp. I said, my son was just pumped that you were here. And he goes, so who's your son? And I told him, he said, hey. And then he did, he goes, yeah, oh, yeah, he's doing great. I'm a good kid, and he's, he's, he's got something. And uh, he said, I don't know a lot. I do know wrestling. Yeah. And that boy's, that boy's got something. <laughs> yeah. And he said, that, that was a direct, from, from Kevin Von Erich. So, and a cool guy. Absolutely. Super and down to earth and nice. A little eccentric. He's he's ex, he's extreme, I guess. Is <laughs> yeah. Intense is a good way. Very to intense, but but a, but a good-hearted guy. Yeah. But you know, like I said, I always kind of felt like because of my passion for wrestling, which I obviously I found so young. You know, it was always just. I kind don't of, remember you not liking it. Right. You know, it's it's been part of you from day one. I, I have a lot of uh, action figure collectors that listen to this show, so they'll appreciate this story. I'm sure you remember. I was about five, and you ju- you and Mom had just bought me a new ring. Oh yeah. And you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly what I'm talking about. To all the figure collectors, it was the WCW Glue Ring, so it wasn't the best one. But you had just put it together. You got the ropes on, the stickers, the whole deal. I think you went to the bathroom. You came back, and you stepped right through it. Well, I left all the trash all over the floor, and, and I was sidetracked and stepped right in the middle of it. I mean, just crushed it. And the minute I hit it, all I could see was your face. You're just like, oh, God. You're just, and you hadn't even got to play with it yet. No. Yeah. I just finished putting all the decals on it. Demolished it right there in front of you. And I thought, well, I'll go buy another. Sometime. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's one of those things. I wanted it now, but I, you know, stores well, closed. Not, not now. Yeah, wait till it's, yeah, that was gone. So. <laughs> That'll be tomorrow. Yeah, and but, I was trying to get my foot out of it because I had the ropes all tied up on my leg. <laughs> Good times, but um, you know, I mentioned earlier you got into martial arts at twelve. What that you know, this is probably what the seventies at this point. Seventy two. Was it popular yet? Was was the first a popular the thing? first. My first interest in martial arts, I got three older brothers, and we lived in Arkansas. The closest one to me is nine years older. You were so, definitely the youngest. So I'm, my mom and dad worked all the time. I'm babysat by my teenage brother. Right. So I'm probably not exposed to the best stuff, but I'm hanging out with him and his buddies. <laughs> right. I go to the pool hall with them. The Vietnam War is going. Some of their friends are coming back, and I remember one guy in particular was a Green Beret. So he was a Special Forces. Scariest looking guy I've ever seen in my life. Made an impression, right? He's the real deal, you know. Oh, yeah. Super nice guy, and he would always hang out with me. And but they all said when it got real, he was always the guy, you know. And he right. was teaching them some martial arts he'd learned. Mm. And I would watch it. I thought that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And because he could just dismantle someone if easily, it was you know he just knew what he was doing. Is this like before karate movies and things too? The only karate movie I've even heard of at that time was Green Hornet, and it was Bruce Lee as Kato. Which that you know that's the sixties. This yeah. is like sixty four, sixty three. Batman, which I mean, that's <laughs> not real. I do remember when he uh, worked Robin over on Batman. You yeah, know? 
But that was the closest thing. That was it, really. Right. Some of the James Bond movies, basically the judo chop to the neck and they pass out. Right. You know, that's about all Which, I saw. You know, that pretty hokey. Austin Powers. You know? Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. <laughs> that's exactly where that came from. Yeah. But that that's that sparked my interest. I always thought that is really cool, and I I know the, I could see the respect this guy when he walked into a room. Like you didn't have to test the guy. You didn't have to knew. test the guy. You could just tell. Right. And he was very low key, you know. And my brothers played music. They had a band, and they would go to different you know areas. And a lot of times that would get out of hand. He was their heavy. He'd show up with them, and right. he'd got to guard the truck. If he got a little bit over the top, then he'd walk out there and iron him out a little bit. But that was his what he did. Right. And but I just thought that it just impressed me. I'll be honest with you, it really impressed me. And then, uh, of course, mid seventies, Bruce Lee movies hit. Sure. Everybody wants to do karate. Right. Well, I take before that the Kung Fu series came out on TV. Okay. And. Which, I mean, that's pretty hokey now, too, right? Looking back on it, it was pretty bad. I thought it was freaking awesome at the time. Of course, but it's, yeah. it's pretty corny. And the Bruce Lee movies came out, then that's another level. And everybody, all the karate schools were filling up. Right. You know, in my first class, my oldest brother, well, all three brothers and my dad worked for Warehouse Market. They were all meat cutters. A guy by the name of Daryl Maggart was a black belt. He worked there. So that was... I always heard him talking about it. And he'd opened a school up in Sapalpa, and uh, my nephew at the time, six years younger than myself, I was 12, he was six, so they uh, we signed up for classes. Go over there, I was freaking scared out of my mind. I mean, I go we in. probably don't know what to expect, right? Not not at all. I get there, the, the, the school itself, it's the walls are covered in bamboo. It's oh, So it, it's, 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 it's very authentic dojo. dojo. And they got all the... All the stuff on the walls, the weapons, the pictures of masters, all this. And, and I, I was, I'll be honest with you, I was freaked out. But I wanted to do it. Still mm-hmm. wanted to do it. And we worked out, and we got our first stripe, which is about eight weeks into the Goju program. And then, uh, and then my nephew decided he didn't like it, so he quit, and then I lost my ride, so I had to quit. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of looking for another place to start, and then uh, I got a flyer. Okay, that was in sixth grade. There's... Uh, I'm in eighth grade. Before the school's out, we get a flyer, and they're starting a karate class at our local community center. Right. And it's actually a friend of mine, Jim Brant's sister, was teaching it. And and she was a green belt herself, but she was starting a little program there. And then that was my second introduction to martial arts, and it was Taekwondo, so it wasn't Goju. So it's a different style. But I went in with eight weeks under my belt, so I had a little bit of an upper hand because I at least understood it. Sure. And I wasn't just freaked out this time, and uh, and and I've been in it ever since. I mean, it's... Well, at that point, having that break, if you're wanting to do it, that's just making it... It made yeah. me want it even more, and I was checking all the magazines out, and just I was thoroughly... I couldn't wait to get back into it somewhere. Yeah. And it wasn't anywhere close until that, that opportunity came up and I was I was ready to go. So So you're in you're in eighth grade at this point and uh and you, you know, you, you told you told me a story before, I guess early on in, in karate you got roughed up a little bit. Well this class, she she was a super nice lady. She was a green belt, a teenager herself, she's probably high school age and I'm fourteen. Her class, it was actually in Tulsa at a YMCA over there. So some of the uh, higher-ranking students would come over and help her teach. Sure. And there was a couple of guys that came over. They're grown men. They're in their 20s, and they're 
blue belt, which is a high intermediate level, and we're white belts, and they just beat the daylights out of us. And looking back on it, at the time, I didn't get it. The reason they did, we were scoring on them. Sure. It's embarrassing. We embarrassed them. Right. Looking back on it, they really wasn't that good. They were just better than we were. Well, they were older, too. And they're grown men. 14 14 and 20, and that's a big difference. And I remember getting actually knocked off my feet more than once. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, I end up, she ends up having to shut her school down. So my next step, I go back to the Sepulpa school. This time, I'm... uh, it's the summer before my sophomore year, so I start, and I'm I'm going to get my black belt. This is it. I'm I'm, I'm staying here. At this point, you've had a couple of start and stops. Though, I've right? had a couple of start and stops, and I'm ready to do this. Yeah. And I knew within a few months I'd be driving, and my parents said, "No, we'll we'll finish. We'll take you till you can drive." So I knew I was going to be able to stick this out. The first competition I went to after training there, this same guy that had beat me up as a kid. He's competing. That blue belt, right? The blue belt. He's competing. His name was Paul. Never forget his name. <laughs> had blonde hair. He's out here with the grown men, and they're beating the daylights out of him. He can't even defend himself. Right. So I'm thinking, well, you're not you're not tough. You beat up 12, 14-year-old kids. Is that when it kind of clicked, maybe? Like, well, wait thought, a minute. Well, this guy's not that good. I thought he's not that good. Right. And uh, and I told my instructor about him, and he said, hey, get your rank up. I'll put you out there with him, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but he, he was – it was – that's why he was a bully. He couldn't handle people his own age and rank, so he right. had to beat up the younger kids. Sure. So takes a real tough kid to beat up a fourteen year old, you know. You know, and yeah, absolutely. And just like you see in martial arts or or in wrestling, the people that do that, they're lacking. That's why they of do course. that. They got to make up for the what they're not able to do. So. Right. So you know you're. You've now decided, like, I'm going to get some rank. You know, you're 15, 16 years old. I'm 15, and I, there was no doubt in my mind I was going to get my black belt. Yeah. Period. I was going to, the class over there, the dojo, they had four nights a week, Monday through Thursday, and he had a seven to eight, eight to nine class, and which I was in one of those classes, and uh, I asked him, I said, well, can I come every night? And he said, yeah. So as soon as I got my license, that was my second home. Yeah. I was always there 30 minutes early, and then I was stayed till he locked the doors and ran me out. So I was over there every night. And then if I wasn't there, I was working at home. So I was pretty much obsessed with it. That's what I was going to do. Well, when you think at that point, like, is it a thing of like, man, this is always what I wanted to do? Maybe you didn't even realize that early part of your life, but it was just well, it became I, such a big thing for you. I was never, my parents were never sports type parents, so I wasn't really. Introduced to any sports young enough that you, if you don't start young, you can't compete the high school level. I know you told me you started baseball at fourteen, and I mean, my I couldn't neighbor, even, I couldn't uh, imagine. I te- my neighbor taught me into playing fourteen and under baseball, and I'm fourteen. Yeah. I've never played ball in my life. Right. And one of the coaches, and I, I looking back on, he had to be a saint to even take me on. <laughs> I, I walked into practice, and he looked at me. He goes, "Son, you feel like the kid, kind of like from the Sandlot." Oh, I know? am the kid from the Sandlot. <laughs> I'm standing there, and everybody's kind of looking at me. And he goes, "I'm, I'm going to be honest with you." He said, "I will give you every opportunity, and I'll work with you." He said, "But you're coming in, right? About ten years lacking on everybody here, right?" And I said, "Hey, I get it, man. You know." And <laughs> needless to say, to save. I could not catch a ground ball to save my life. Right. I And I'd get so freaking mad. And so I, I had my dad buy me a pitch back. I would spend probably three to four hours a day on that until mm-hmm. I could freaking catch a ground ball. I'd let them hit me, whatever it took, because right. I couldn't stop them. Yeah. And finally, 
like I said, I've never felt, and, and, and the worst place was hitting. I never played T-ball, and I'm going to friggin', you know, they're throwing fastballs and curveballs. Well, I mean, at, at 14 years old, I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit Everybody's different Everybody's a seasoned player. But these kids can throw, you know. Everybody can play. Yeah. Everybody can play with me, you know. Right. And we didn't even watch baseball at home, so I didn't even know the rules. <laughs> and I remember I finally, it was me and one other kid, and, of course, we were the ones that were the bench warmers, and, you know, I could always tell when they put me in, like, oh, God, here he goes, you know. Yeah. He's going to kill us again. A ball's hit the right field, and I, I look up, the sun's in my eyes, and I hear everybody yelling, and it hit me right in the belly. <laughs> and I hung on to it, and I thought, I caught one. You yeah. Know? So that was my, like, wow, I did this. Right. And the coach made a big deal out of it. He said, hey, that that's what I'm talking about. He yeah. said, you're getting better. And then the next game, I made a diving catch. My confidence was up. Sure. So I, then after that, by the midseason, I was starting left field. There you go. But but still couldn't hit the ball. But I but I was playing some defense. Right. And uh, the best hit I ever had my friend Doug Goddard at the time was, oh he he was pretty tubby as a, as a young teenager. But anyway, a good friend of mine. He was pitching, and I guess I I finally got a hold of one, and I mean it was the best shot right up the middle, right at his head. And he ducked, and it hit his glove, and he knocked him down and threw me out of first. I was like, son of a gun. That's the only hit I had all year. But uh, but anyway, it was a good experience. But that's why martial arts, I felt like everybody's a beginner. Yes. Nobody comes in with 10 years under their belt. Or, or they're a black belt. And also, too, martial arts is a different type of athletics, much like wrestling, for me, where you could be the greatest baseball player. That does not translate to, to karate It's at all. its own Skill, yeah, its own set of muscle memory. You have to condition for that, and the harder you work, the better you get. It's a very simple formula, and, and I was willing to do that. I, I, in baseball, I knew if I worked hard, I could improve. Right. And at the end of the baseball season, I apologized to the coach, and he said, "Hey, brother, I, I appreciate your work." I said, "Well, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't kill me and kick me off the team." He right. said, "You were an inspiration." Yeah. He said, "You worked your butt off, and you got better." Right. And uh, then they said, are you going to play high school ball? And I said, not no, but heck no, I'm not playing <laughs> high school ball. Well, but I mean, that's the cool thing that, you know, you did see improvement because that's so, at that level, that's so hard to, I, to really show. I couldn't it. imagine, I couldn't imagine this day and time, there's not a coach out there, but take a kid. No. not Well, I mean, you know, I, we talked about it earlier, like, uh, you know, my nephew, your grandson, he's six, and he, he played his first year of t-ball last year. Yeah. And he was just five. And, of course, they changed the rules to where they actually have to hit a pitched ball from a coach. Which was I thought was a little much for a five year old. It seems a little fast. And he and he's left handed. And he's left handed. And like half the time he'd line up on the right side because everyone else did. We don't even know. He thinks everybody's supposed to stand over there. Right. And he then, doesn't know. And every kid on his team would hit, and they would stand there. They'd have no clue. And the coach like run, you know. And it's like, and he would just get so mad and yelling. And I'm like, do you not think that this is on you if every kid's doing the same thing? Well, you know? when ten out of ten kids do the same thing, right? Maybe you it's need your to show them something. You know? Sure. I don't think they knew where first was, so they didn't know where to run to. And I and I think sometimes it's that just oblivious nature of they don't know. They're young kids; they've never seen this before. And that's where I was at fourteen. Sure, I didn't. Like I said, we didn't even watch baseball. Right. And uh, you know, my dad's only advice was, well, "Don't let the ball hit you." And I thought, okay, you know, okay, I get it, you know, but <laughs> right. But you know, it's in, he grew up in a different time as well, and so. It's one of those things trying to play catch up, but you know, going back, going back to the karate. Now that you're, you're, you're 15, 16 years old, you're you're working out multiple nights a week. Which again, we when we teach, we're not able to do multiple we're, nights we're, a week. We're in a rec center type thing, a community center. It's one night a week, and uh, but 
we do have some people who do work out overnight, and you can tell. You can pick them out. One hundred percent. There's no question who does it. So, and karate is very telling. Like if you put two people out there sparring, one's better. It's pretty obvious. And within the first few seconds of the match, you tell. Right. You know? I mean, it's. I always think back to like that. You know, rush hour. Which one of y'all kicked me? You know. <laughs> well, okay. Somebody kicked me. I didn't see it. And that's yeah. exactly how it is. Yeah. And and it's to me, it's such an interesting. It's an interesting thing, but so much fun to see when people start to get it. Because, like I said, with karate, it's so much different than any other sport. Because baseball, they you will see improvement. But karate, it takes sometimes a little bit of time for someone to start to pick it up. But and, 100% of the time, they will get it. Right. And it will be better from where they started. Yeah. And I've been teaching. I started teaching at 17. And, uh, and what, what rank were you at that age? I was a brown belt. And I went to my instructor, and the class was in Sepulpa, and I'd gotten a hold already of the people at the rec center, and they said, oh, yeah, that's cool, you know. So he said, I'll, you can teach. I'll oversee it. I'll do the testing and, you know, basically be a satellite school. It's your school, but I'll, I'll help you. And if, I remember he sat me down. He said, here's the deal. You're 17. You weigh a buck 50 with ankle weights on. <laughs> you're going to get tried. Yeah. Every man that comes in there thinks he can whip you. And you're going to have to prove to them they can't. And, oh, my God, was he right. It was like once a week. Did you think that that was legit, though, when he told you that? Uh, I, I took it. Wait, he told me something. I just took it. Right. You know, if he told me to jump off the fence, I just jumped off the fence. Sure. So I, was, I took it for real, and I was ready for it. And so we start the class out, and I was setting – I passed flyers out. This is before Internet or anything like that. Advertised. We did a karate demo. Immediately after the demonstration was the first class. So – which very smart my yeah, marketing. Yeah. So I, I mean, I and there wasn't no karate in Sand Springs. I bet we had fifty to sixty people at the demo, and Mr. Longacre and uh, Mr. Soliday said, "Hey, they geed up. They helped me. We go out there and do our demo." And I'm over here signing people up. And I'm thinking I'm going to be freaking rich. <laughs> well, it's a high school job, right? Oh my God, I'm 17 years old. And I'm making. I mean, I'm taking in some money. I'm like, I have 50. Hey, I hit the jackpot. <laughs> money that Uncle Sam doesn't exactly anyway, know about. Always. I look up. And they both had taken their gee off, and they're sitting with the spectators. I thought, I went over and I said, "Well, what are y'all doing?" And Ted said, "This isn't my class." Yeah, I had never taught a class by myself yet, which kind of neglected that. You know, in 2013, I moved back here to Oklahoma and I started helping you teach, and I had done a little bit, but not full on. And it is not easy. It's it's a different it's a different perspective of the whole workout because you're facing them, you're telling them everything to do. And, uh, and sometimes when you do something so much, it's really hard to break down for people that don't have You a just do it, and you don't even think about it. It's right. just reflex. And uh, I remember they're sitting there, and they're just waiting on me to bury myself, and I, and I did. Well, because they knew what was going to happen. Well, they knew right? what was going to happen. Sure. So I line everybody up. I, you know, I didn't even explain to them why you line up. I just lined <laughs> everybody. And I'm barking out, being real hard, because I, I thought I was supposed to be really rough. Yeah. And they're, they're all looking. I'm making everybody mad because they're not liking this. And I said, okay, everybody bow in with a key eye. Nobody knows what a key eye is but me. Right. And that's a yell. So I yell real loud, scare everybody to death. And they all, and I thought Leo was going to fall out of his chair. They're laughing so hard. <laughs> it's almost like a, like a bad movie, right? And it, it just started bad and it rapidly went worse. <laughs> and then we start, I went through every basic and everything that I knew to show them in the first 15 minutes of the hour. Right. And they are so confused. They don't know what we did. And I looked over there, and Leon, and well, they, they had to turn her back to me. Well, we also should put this out there. Our style's in Japanese, right? So if you don't break that down, people are like, what's and going on And I'm teaching in Japanese, so they don't even know. We count in Japanese the whole deal. So I didn't like, explain to them that. I just right. started doing it. Again, they're just looking at me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but like, because they, they saw this all happening. 
I looked up at him. I looked at my watch. I've got 45 minutes left, and I don't know what to do because I've already covered everything. <laughs> right. I'm starting to go into the next belt. You know. Sure. Well, let's go. Let's go to yellow belt. And anyway, the class was the disaster. I mean, it was a train wreck. We bowed out with a key again. I'm only one yelling because nobody knows what that is still. Anyway, the next week, out of I think I signed up 40 people. I think I had three come back. Right. And the rest of them, they just like, were out of here. Yeah. This guy's an idiot. Sure. So anyway. Well, and you also, being like you're 17, like you said, people are going to test you. But not only that, they may not have confidence in you that you know what you Well, that, I that gave them every reason not to have confidence. Sure. I feel like a retard up there. So, <laughs> But it was, you know, I'd love to have a video of that because that's yeah. like, oh, that's just classic. But he set me down right after the class. He said, okay, here's the deal. You have to assume these people have never seen a class, have never even heard of this, and you right. got to explain it slow. He said, show them how to make a fist first. Right. A lot of people don't really know how to make a proper fist. He said, that's number one. Explain to them, this is a Japanese art, mm -hmm. the commander in Japanese. Explain the English version and the Japanese. He said, which that would have filled in the next 45 minutes. I couldn't do anything, but but I, I just jumped right into it. Right. So by uh, the next workout was much better. I apologize for being an idiot. We started over and slowed it down. And, and you just, you can always, you can't go too slow sure. with beginners. Because if they don't understand the basics, the rest of it's lost anyway. Right. And and then, you know, like I said, that, that experience made me understand what you're not supposed to do for sure. So it helped me, I think it helped me be a better teacher down the road, but... But I think you kind of needed to experience that almost. Well, you know, to, to it's like getting thrown into deep water until they finally, you know, figure out how to swim or sink. And I definitely sink on that deal. So, well, and I, I've had to explain even to, to the black belts we have now, like, you can go over this too much. You know, like maybe work with them for 10 minutes and then let them move on to the next thing. Because if they're not getting it, they're not getting it. You know, and it, this isn't going to be mastered in one night, not this, not this specific case or a, whatever it it's is. It's a skill that no one has anything to apply to it. Right. Unless they've been a boxer, maybe, or something. Sure. Even that, it's different. Sure. It's a different workout. Absolutely. So it's, I've had people come in that were right out of wrestling, you know, right out of football, different sports, and they're like very, I guess, very humbled. Sure. Because it, it's different. Not that it's any harder, it's just different. It's very know? different. So, but it's been, I was, oh, as a preteen, kind of chunky, very unathletic. And then as I became a teen, I was still an athletic, but I did have a growing spurt between seventh and eighth grade, dropped all my baby fat, and that's when I decided, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get into something athletic. I'm not just going to sit around the house all the time. Right. So I started just working out on my own, and uh, the karate, it was the most, it was the best thing for my confidence, mm -hmm. period, because then I needed it, because I didn't really, I mean, it was, a, it, was a, it was something I could do. Right. At any level, at any age, I can start this and do it. And the reward was the harder you work, the quicker you'll see it. Right. So I could outwork anybody. I knew that. Sure. I may not have the most natural ability to start with, but I could outwork them. So. Well, and, you know, to kind of go back to that during like the pandemic when that kind of hit and we really couldn't have class there for right. a little bit, all the black belts, just four or five of us would get together and just do our kata. And that was incredible. And, I love how, how many calories were we burning in just like 30 minutes? Well, three four hundred calories. It was I think crazy. it was three or four hundred for everybody, and about six for me because I'm sucking air over there. <laughs> but it was incredible. Yeah, but just doing kata. Yeah, I mean, and you're sucking air. It's 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 a very much a full body workout. Well, you know, and I obviously been into this you know way younger than yeah. when you were because I was kind of in and out so much during my childhood. But 
I remember always laughing because the grown men would start and just drenched. Oh you my know? god! And I mean, I, like their geese soaked, they're just their faces yeah, yeah. sweaty. And I, you know, like I'm not sweaty at all. And I'm thinking, like, man, why are well, you yeah, so sweaty? I'm not anymore, huh? Right. Like, you become an adult, and it, it kind of brings things full circle. If I just look at the workout, I start sweating. So, well, you realize how like how much is into this, especially when you put in full power and things like that. And there again, you get out of it as much as you put into it. But right. it's it's a full body. I mean, it works every muscle. It, it works your balance. It works your flexibility. It works your speed. And, and I mean, it's it's as good a body. It's as good a workout you can do by yourself as anything is doing kata. It really is. Yeah. And I think it's, it's to me, like, I think some people may think of with, with karate or martial arts, it's too... Um, promote violence which i feel like our class is the exact opposite of that each class each karate school i remember reading a uh, of course i was a huge bruce lee fan but i remember reading an article he wrote and he said anybody who wants to join a martial arts club he said go set through a workout he said every class has its own personality and it does mm-hmm. and, and I, I didn't realize how much until I had been involved with several different schools before I finally landed on one to settle in, they do. Oh, absolutely. And, and I felt like the Sepulpa school was a better fit for me, personality-wise, this the way this the way they ran things. Maybe the structure of it. The structure of it, and, uh, and then the people there. And I've always said this, you go to a competition, you go to tournaments, whatever, if you've got a group of students, if they conduct themselves in a not very well manner, bad sportsmanship, it came right from the top. Whoever runs that class, that's where they get it. Right. If they conduct yourself in a good manner, it came right from the top. So that's... Because you represent the school you're a part of. You're, you're giving them the example to follow. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to do, whether they even want to or even know they are, they'll kind of mimic what they see a little bit. So, well, And, you know, in tournaments in the past, I know there was this one group, which I don't even think they're around anymore, but we noticed their hands... Like yep. the sparring gear hands, and if you don't know this, they have these hooks where you put your fingers. Oh yeah, all of them had their hooks cut off. Yeah, by and they, coincidence. And they would cut their gloves a little bit, so when they would throw a back fist or something, the glove would flap open. So it gave them about what two or three inches. And that's such a, I don't know, that's just such a crummy way to have to win a match. Right, but but it's like, how can you be proud of that? You know, the fact that you're cheating. You that know? that's a win at any cost. And, yeah. You know, our our people, and and, and you you know exactly what I'm talking about. There, I feel responsible for every person, especially that's got their black belt with me. If they can't defend herself, that's on me. Absolutely, that'd be like giving someone an unloaded gun. Yeah, you know, you, you can you can't protect yourself with that. Well, and you know, not to cut you off, but I remember a situation where we tested someone one time, and you were very unsure. And so I asked you, I said, "Well, does does this individual look like a brown belt?" And you go, "Nope, he doesn't." And it's that simple. Yeah, and and so. You know, unfortunately, we weren't able to pass him that day. And it's not that you didn't want to do it. It's just that. Well, for his sake, would that would that have been a good thing or a bad thing to say, yeah, you got it. Right. And when he doesn't. Exactly. Because now how is he going to get black belt? Well, where do you start over at? Right. You know, it, you got to get, you got to go through each series of steps and you have to have earned them or it really doesn't mean a whole lot. I flunked a test for my two black stripes on a brown belt. It was two, it was two new katas. One of them has multiple turns in it. We had just changed dojo locations. The bleachers were in a different spot in the dojo from the old one in in relation to the mirrors. Sure. I'm used to the old one. 
I got out there. I couldn't do I, I ended up facing different every time I did it. And, and, and my instructor looked at me. He goes, what's wrong with you? I said, I don't know. I, I, uh, he gave me at least four chances on it. And he said, okay, you got two weeks, and you're going to have to do that all four directions. Yeah. I thought, well, that's going to be fun because I can't right. do it one direction. How am I going to do it? Anyway, two weeks later, I had it. Right. And But it's it wouldn't have done me any good to pass me. Well, he gives me a favor by making me. And it's one of those things when you end up in the wrong direction. There's no denying that. I mean, well, and the look on his face, like he could see it because he knew that I was getting off. He just start shaking his head, like here we go again. You yeah, know, here it is. And like I said, he gave me four times to hang myself, and I did it every time. So yeah, I thought, well, I guess I don't have this one then. <laughs> anyway, well, we didn't quite get to as far as I wanted to get to, but let's go ahead and call it here for part one, and we'll be back for part two for next week. And we're back. We're back. Like to thank my dad for being on the show. He'll be back on again next week for a the second part of the interview. And uh, big underscore Bane, we are uh, like I told him everyone at the top of the show, we are going to dive back into Tiger Electronics. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to get through the four of these. We had some, we had COVID, and you not even on the show one week. I mean, we had a bunch of things that kind of like got in the way of us doing this. But by God, I am determined. We are going to finish this. Yes. So today, my friend, I'm giving you. Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Oh, boy. How how bad is this? I thought it was the worst of the four. I'll was just throw it? that out there to you. Yeah. Um, Tails, pick, and spin are the action buttons. Okay. <sighs> All right. Yeah, well, yeah. That's just good sounds, is it not? Absolutely the worst thing in the world. Okay. Oh, I already died. <laughs> I, uh, I, re I remember playing this and like having, having a really hard time even figuring out what, what I was supposed to do. I legit don't know. It's uh, Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's, uh, this game is dumb. I would be so mad because, see, I love Sonic. Like, the idea Well, you Sonic. would think, like, Sonic's a pretty straightforward game. You would think it would be pretty easy to kind of, like, right. make happen on here. Yeah, I just, I don't know. This is just dumb. And there's a timer on here, so, like, it just, just doesn't make sense. That music is, I mean... It is terrible. The only thing I can think of is, like, sitting in the back seat of the car, and, and like, your dad, like, all right, turn that crap off. Right. Like, it's driving me crazy. Okay, I am to the boss. Whatever. I can't remember what his name was. Was it Dr. Robotnik? Yeah. Was Did you ever watch the movie with Jim Carrey? No, I heard it was fun, though. It was really good. Okay. Was it really I good? I can't handle that anymore. I can't handle that music anymore. Yeah, it was actually really good. I, um... Let me... So the thing is, is, you have a minute to get to the end of the game. Okay. I guess. Did you turn the sound off? I did because I could, couldn't do it. <laughs> I was like, "Are you still playing? Oh, it? What's going on here?" I just got stung by a freaking by a bee or something. I don't know what the crap that was. Nobody be, likes being stung by a bee. See, I just don't. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do here. God. What sucks is I can't really like see you play because of like the way the screen is. Yeah, I just died again. I do think there's something oh, to died again. this concept, but after playing these, like quickly the nostalgia wears off. I feel like there's a way to 
change it slightly. I don't know what that would be necessarily. Yeah. But there's something of like where it's like, okay, fun idea, but you, you need to like work on the execution. Right. Where it's like, okay, you did the exact same thing they did 20 years ago. Okay, fine, but let's maybe change it up a tad. Yeah, well, and it just doesn't have to be like these little LCD screens. Good Lord, how many times do you die before you actually just die? Okay, it says I have two lives left, but I've died like five times. I don't get it. Isn't that fun? You don't, I mean, you don't have to keep playing it. If yeah, you it's, to. I can't do it. It's just... It sucks. That's terrible. It sucks. But uh, anyway, we um, before we close things up, I would like to take a second to kind of talk about all the happenings of Power Hour Pro Wrestling, bro. PHP Dub! We have seen a lot happen. Obviously, week four took place already. Mm-hmm. And then we saw Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds. We uh, crowned a new champion. Yep. Jordan Zeilinger is our first champion. Yep. Safe bet. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Tier one, Travis Fowler is the number one contender. Mm-hmm. He will be facing Jordan Zeilinger at Turkey Takedown. Yep. That's uh, determined uh, as as of this recording, well, as of this show dropping, episode five has now debuted. And yes. here's another thing. We've seen a few more people show up. Seen a few more people show up, and we announced... The tag team championship tournament. Absolutely. Obviously, we're going to have a tag team title. Right. And we saw two pretty prominent tag team debuts. First, how about Eric and Barry? Yes. Doing the favor. They debuted. I don't want to talk about what happened if you haven't seen episode five yet, but they debuted uh, in a match. Mm-hmm. So doing the favor is officially on Power Hour Pro Wrestling. And they're going to be a prominent force in the tag team division. Absolutely. Another team that debuted, kind of. Fully Bozable. Absolutely. Jeff yeah. and Scott Toon have uh, kind of debuted. I mean, kind of debuted. We kind of, you know, had a little bit to do with. May or may not have helped out a little bit. They were going to be going one on one with High Level Enterprise, and we kind of spoiled it. And, you know, afterwards, I was kind of like, man, that, I kind of want to watch that match. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe it'll happen down the road. Maybe we'll book it again. But then again, you know, maybe we'll just sneak up behind Ole HLE again and just beat him up one more time. Which, you know. I mean, come on. We already beat him up at Ghost Goblins Grapple Holds. Right. Do we really need to beat these guys again? Good Lord. I mean, I'm all about taking milk money. You know? I'm all about it. All about it. You know, hey, hey, is that you, you go into the store, get some 2% milk? Eh, no, that's mine now, pal. You know, I'm getting full fat milk. Big underscore bully over here. Dadgum right. <laughs> tell, tell your mama I don't like ham and cheese. <laughs> Good Lord, man. <laughs> But uh, if you have not caught up in PHPW, it's, it's really a fun thing. Like we, we've talked about before, don't take it too seriously. Have fun with it. Um, Absolutely. Uh, our first pay-per-view, we were calling it a pay-per-view. You don't have to pay anything. No. It's on YouTube. And yeah. uh, it's called Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds. It's a little bit different. Got a little bit of a different arena. We got mm-hmm. a little bit longer show. There was five matches on there. But uh, it was great. It was, it was really fun to watch. And uh, Turkey Takedown will be coming up in the later part of November. And, uh, yeah, we got some fun announcements for that show coming up soon, tag team tournaments kind of working, it's getting there. It's not it's, quite on underway just yet, but it's it's starting. We did a um, the the episode that just dropped before this show before this show drops. We saw a qualifier match to get into a battle royal to determine who gets a first round bye. 
So, like, there's so many elements. So this battle royal, right? If there's I understand it, parts. if I understand it correctly, it's like one member from each team. Yes. So you could see, like, maybe Jeff or Scott. Yes. Maybe Gamble or Webb. Yes. Maybe Breaker and Bane. Yes. Maybe Eric or Barry. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So there, it, it's one one person from the tag team will represent represent the team in the battle royal. And it's all about who gets a first round buy in the tournament. And so there's only going to be seven teams in the tournament. So somebody's getting a buy. And this battle royal is to determine who gets that buy. So you get the buy, you're automatically in the semis. Absolutely. Wow, that's quite a that's quite a jump on the competition there. Absolutely. And, and it's an extra week of rest. Absolutely. You know? A week of rest is nice. Yeah. Very, very, very cool stuff. So check out PHPW. Four weeks of adrenaline, or actually five weeks of adrenaline are currently up, plus... Uh, uh, ghost goblins and grapple holds yep if you guys enjoy it it's on youtube i mean i like to stream it on my tv watch it like a tv show yep it's all about fun enjoy it have fun with it and it seems like the kiddies really like it so if you got kiddos they might enjoy it absolutely yeah travis fowler's uh, kids both seem to really enjoy it mm -hmm. and uh and he didn't even win so you know yeah i mean he won at ghost goblins and grapple holds but right so i'm sure they were happy about that oh yeah so i think everyone's we're kind of still figuring out our format it gets better as it goes, obviously. Yep. I think week four was our best episode, probably, mm -hmm. just as far as how things went down. And there's always a little surprise, you know, jobbers showing up sure. here and there. Yeah. One one thing, I've never produced a wrestling show before, so this is my first venture into it, even though it's a uh, video game. I've, I've never done it before, so it's kind of been a learning process for me, that's for sure. Absolutely it is. And, you know, we've kind of discussed off the air, it's like, well... If wins and losses matter, we can't have the number one contender losing to just some guy. <laughs> right. So maybe he needs to beat a job guy. You know, right. so it's kind of that that whole right. that whole aspect of trying to figure out the best way to do wrestling booking and all that good stuff. Yeah. But fun stuff. So check it out. PHPW. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Last thing, make sure you're rating and reviewing on the old iTunes. Yeah, we haven't we haven't had a lot of ratings in a while, so Give us some ratings. If you yeah. want to see Bill Benis get chopped. Yeah, you guys are just letting Bill Benis walk around chop free. And uh, we need to change that. We do. I want to chop him. And I want you to see video of me chopping him. Yeah. And I don't want him to know about that. So right. make it happen. But uh, also check out some of our other podcasting buddies. We've got the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott. Mm -hmm. Check them out. Really fun show. Drops every Sunday. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. Dropping new shows, I think, on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, either the uh, Wreck My Podcast or Around the Round Table. Yes. Always fun stuff. And they're all kind of on location, but he does a really good job of blending it all together. Absolutely, he does, yeah. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Super fun, retro-looking wrestling. I like that a lot. Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Hilarious dudes, hilarious shows. You'll absolutely love it. And like I said, they are recently on uh, Power Hour Pro Wrestling. Yeah. As are Fully Posable. Yeah. Uh, Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Check out his show. Super fun, especially if you're on road trips. He's a guy I'd like on PHPW. I'd like to make him the Riddler. Yes. That would be so much fun. Yeah, I think he would be a perfect Riddler character. Just call him Buds. Yeah. Just, yeah, I think it'd be great. Awesome, yeah. Elite Eight Showdown. Don't listen to that one. <laughs> Just kidding. I liked when... Uh, when Travis was was filling in for me, I don't know if you caught it or not. He called it Super Eight Showdown. Yes, I was like, ah, that, yeah, that's good. That's funny stuff. That's good stuff. I don't even know if that was on purpose or not. I don't either. But I was like, I was like, well done, Travis. Yeah, well done because it's it's the equivalent of like calling it Outriders Beard Co. You know, it's like close. 
but not exactly. Here's the reason I want to make fun of Big Chuck on that. I understand taking an inaccurate note, that happens, Mm -hmm. but going with it and not realizing you made the mistake, that's on you, pal. Trying, Trying to just make it be like... That's the thing. <laughs> well, like obviously, obviously, when you look at it, you're like Outriders Beard Co. Outrider, that's not really a thing, right? Outsiders yeah. would make more yeah. sense. It's like imagine if I wouldn't have been like, I'm going to correct you real quick. Like, like well, I guess I better change my name to Outriders Beard Co. Yeah. So check out Elite Seven Showdown. It's yeah. great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, but we we joke around. We love those guys over there. Super fun show. Uh, absolutely insanity. Totally ridiculous. Yep. And I think you'll enjoy it. So check it out. Elite Eight Showdown. Uh, Ringside Rant with RJ. Awesome dude. Has a new guest every week on his show. Check out his show as well. Leisure and Lariat's podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Great show. He has, He's getting a lot of new guests on there, which is really fun. And uh, mm-hmm. RD's a great guy. So check out his show. Boots to the Face. Great show. Check them out as well. Also, Jason Wolf. We always give him a plug. At Art of Jason Wolf. Got it right this time. Always doing great artwork, but now he's venturing into the podcast world. Dude, yeah. Saw that. Howling with the wolf. And I uh, I hit him up. I said, dude, that's awesome. I will definitely throw you a plug. And he goes, well, you may not want to do that because I'm going to make some people angry with my rants. Oh. And I was like, I don't care. You can say whatever you want to on your show. I just want, if people want to listen. Here's my thing on podcasting. If you don't like a podcast, don't listen to it. Right. It's not that hard. You know, like his rant was on, uh, the first episode was on cartoons Mm -hmm. and how they're really not even as funny as they used to be. Yeah. And how back in the day, Animaniacs had like subtle humor that kids didn't get. Right. And I'm like, he's right. I mean, so, I mean yeah, it's that Freakazoid. whole Freakazoid, ti- uh, Tiny Toon Adventures and Pinky in the Brain, all those guys. Yeah. And he was kind of just talking about how things were better back then than they are now. And, I, and I've oftentimes like, I don't know if you've seen the new Ninja Turtles cartoon. I just look at it. I'm like, what the hell is this? Well, it's, it's a different style of comedy. Uh, the comedy now is very loud and obnoxious and, you know, it's a... Uh, it's different. Yeah. I feel like SpongeBob kind of created a monster when oh it came out. Oh my God, out. you are so right. Yeah. yeah. Cause it was like, it was the first, and it could, might've not been the first one, but it's the first one I remember just using that loud, obnoxious style humor. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never really had been into those. No. So uh, he said he did that first episode was kind of as a test run. So hopefully he does more and it's not, I don't think it's on iTunes just yet, but it will be. So mm-hmm. search it out. Howling at the wolf and all that good stuff. Grab a Holden to be the man if you like wrestling comic books. You can get those on Amazon. To be the man's also on Comicsology. Hopefully, Grapple holds on Comicsology at some point. Yeah, I hope so. David Thomas, you know, one of our patrons, good friend of the show, also a roster member of PHPW. Absolutely. Hopefully, he gets uh, gives me an update on Grapple Hold. The green guy is, as Travis Fowler's son says. Uh, yes. Yeah, Gavin. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah. All of Bane's music. You can find that on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you stream your tunes. Yep. 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 Uh, no holds barred with Bill Venus. Got an update on that? Yeah, still going to be on hiatus. Um, I'm going to... Same with Back to the Nintendo. Yeah, I'm going to... I mean, I just just a little quick rundown. I mean, I, I think everybody pretty much knows I had COVID early October. Um, now, and here's the thing. At the beginning of October, I had episodes up until Halloween recorded. So that was my plan before I got COVID. I was going to just keep recording in October and just stretch it out, keep recording until I reached mid-December, and that was going to be the planned hiatus. Sure. Well, I got COVID at the beginning of October, was down for two weeks. Then the next week, my grandma died, and my mother got sent into the ICU, and now my mom lives with me for temporarily. And so yeah. it's like 
it was like one thing after another the entire month of October. And so just was never able to record anything and like not to peel back the curtain. There's but a like, process to it. Not to peel back the curtain, but no holds barred is more than just me sitting down with a guy and podcasting. It's right. It's uh, it's almost like you need to do the show twice. It's it's yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a long process. I so. don't know why we're so worried about peeling back the curtain there. It, there's it's it's obvious, but it's like super obvious. It, I I don't like I don't like I don't like saying it. Right. You know, I, well, I don't want to say it either. But obviously, I know Jeff Jeff spilled the beans on fully posable, and that's fine. But like, I don't me personally like I don't like to be like, well, you never seen Mil, me and Bill in the same place at the same time, you know. Well, it's kind of like back in the day. This is a show. Trevor Murdoch used to be Trevor Rhodes. Right. I don't, and that's what he was on the Independence. And I guess Dusty did a few shows for Harley. Mm-hmm. And he kind of was like, oh, you know, I go by Trevor Rhodes. And he's like, it's no big deal. And so I guess like one night, Dusty gets on the mic. He's like, hey, Trevor, your mama taught you better than that. Like saying stuff like that, which is like insinuating yeah. that that's his kid without saying it. Right. So if, if someone asked Dusty, like, I never said that was my kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that. Right. Even now, Trevor Murdoch, he's not, hey, I'm Dick Murdoch's kid. Right. But that's the natural assumption that you make. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that being said, I feel like most of the time you just let people fill in their own blank. Sure. Without actually saying it. Sure. Because then you come across like an idiot. Yes. Like, my dad's a wrestling legend, but he's really not. I'm just some idiot. Right. There's a bunch of people laughing at that one. Yeah. boom <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so yeah, Bill Beatus, uh, back to the Nintendo, kind of both on hiatus. Um, yeah. You know, back to the Nintendo with me and Brett's schedules and the fact that, that that has to be recorded in person is difficult. Maybe. We'll mm-hmm. get back to it. I don't know if uh, someone else, if you know, I could have you jump in there to co-host it, but we're doing we're, a lot right now. We're doing too much. Yeah. So it was easy for me to be like, okay, let's let's push back on this for a little bit. Yep. So that's the updates on that. Uh, but, of course, also check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. We have the energy shot and early access to PHPW Adrenaline. And one more quick thing I want to add for anybody clamoring for Bill, the few few people who might be, he's going to be showing up on PHPW a little bit. Oh, yeah. So keep your eyes peeled on that. If you're fiending for some Bill, he's there. Well, I mean, he already debuted. He debuted on week four. He was on the pay per view, yep. and you know what? You know, we found out later he uh, commentated our match. Yeah, on the pay per view. So yeah. Bill's still around. He's still around. So don't don't worry too much about that. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, there's also uh, a couple of new uh, projects from Bane to check out: Average Panda Gear and mm-hmm. Outsiders. Outsiders. Yes, kind of like you're on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Outsiders, you know, too sweet, company. brother. Yeah, not you know, outriders. Yeah, that's not a thing. Yeah, you know, too too sweet things like that, or like the movie The Outsiders that was made in Oklahoma, similar yeah. to the Beard Company. Yeah, bingo. There's, yeah, actually, I know you're not a How I Met Your Mother fan, but there was an episode where Ted, the main character, thought the word chameleon was chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's in a co- college class as the professor mm-hmm. saying the word chameleon. Yeah. Because he learned it by reading it. And, you know, it does kind of. And no one ever corrected him. No one ever corrected him. <laughs> and, like, the whole episode was about pieces of knowledge that never hit you right. in your life. And so, like, everyone in the class is, like, looking like, yeah. uh, Professor, do you mean chameleon? <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was uh, thought that was pretty funny. Yep. And, uh, but, yeah, 
Big Chuck's just stupid. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, some uh, new stuff. I I think I mentioned last week. Uh, Candlejack is on sale. Still on sale. We got about one more week till that goes bye bye for good, or at least until next Halloween. And uh, I got I got a new scent working on. I just I can't figure out a name. It's a Thanksgiving November scent, but I can't think of a name. I thought about calling it like like uh, like fall feast or something stupid. Like I don't know. Maybe like gobbledygooker or something. I don't know. Are you like actually spitballing live on the air? Yes, here? because I I don't know a name for this. What's it smell like? I don't know. It's got well. I mean I know it's got a. It's it's got a couple of things that were similar to the candle jack. So it's got the pumpkin pie, but it's also got pumpkin spice. It has cranberries in it. It has a little bit of clove in it. It's um. What if you called it cornucopia? Cornucopia, because that's that thing, you know. Right. I don't know. I just. Yeah, I, I I legit have no idea. I'm trying to trying to think of a. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But by, by the time I think of a good name, November will be over anyway, so who cares? Bingo was his name, though, so yeah. <laughs> Hopefully by the time this drops, you'll have something. I hope so, yeah. So have something there. Hopefully. Also, check out our t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com, and whatamaneuver.net. Search uh, for store for Bane or Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. You can mm-hmm. get a couple of Bane shirts. There's also the G.I. Joe style design there for our Power Hour logos. So check those out. We got lots of cool stuff, and uh, that's all I got, man. That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it, Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.